0: All right, while I'm trying to uh, figure out how call-in works, um, including titles, goodness, what a joke. Let's edit that title. Um, I am not allowing people to call in on this. uh, And um, (laughs) holding back the mess. Okay, so um, I'm going to think through, or I'm going to talk about an idea that I wrote down like a year ago. Um, as a moderate in this time, uh, I've I, I had a certain amount of anxiety about the power of cancellation, um, but I've gotten past a lot of that anxiety, in large part because I believe that there's a way of avoiding of becoming uncancelable, and um, there's actually only one way of becoming uncancelable. You cannot avoid being canceled by becoming, you know, either by aligning yourself with an ideology. You can't do it. If you align yourself with a leftist or even a right wing ideology, you cannot avoid becoming canceled if, if you make a misstep. But what the woke Internet demands, and I use the term woke without disparagement. Um, uh, and I'm not, no, I, I think it's actually a, a word that people understand pretty well. So it's a useful word. Um what I think it demands is authenticity and uh, and um, and it doesn't actually get a lot of that. Um, most of what's going on in the world of like uh, pre cancel culture, meaning people that are not yet canceled, but will be soon <laughs> um, is not super authentic. It's more of like a, more of a herd mentality, more of a virtue um, signaling. And what, the woke internet actually does is it penalizes that by, um, if if you trade in the currency of say um, a certain ideology, let's call it, let's go with the the leftist uh, ideology, if you trade in that currency th- and you don't walk the walk all the time, you will be canceled or you can be canceled, um, and in in fact, I think it's actually fair to say that if you don't stay up with the times if you don't stay current with the shifts then you can be cancelled for that so what happens a lot there's this idea about the left that it eats itself and I don't think this is actually an attribute of the left only um, it's just that liberalism in general is quicker to eat itself than conservatism um, liberalism will have a tendency to be like here's our position on this and then someone will post themselves you know further to the left and then say you guys are actually too too far to the right on this and then people will be like, yeah, that's true. We should do more. We should do more, more, more. Usually this is in pursuit of a pretty uh, like an idealistic idea, something that's like basically on paper is good. Um, It it has kind of good intentions, sounds good. But eventually what happens is that someone who posts themselves in a position finds other people to the left of them with whom they actually disagree. They're like, you've gone too far. And then that person saying you've gone too far is at risk of being eaten by the people for the left of them. Uh, So there's like a kind of a purity test that increases. Excuse me. I don't think that's unfamiliar to anybody. I think that's all kind of old news. So what the authentic woke world demands is that you actually ride that wave as far as you can. And so and that you stay with it. You commit yourself to the ideology. And I think that that is actually fine for people who are comfortable committing themselves to an ideology. The real, the people who get canceled are the ones who, um, they trade in that power and they ride that wave and they use the energy of that wave to move and to build their own authority in, in today's social commerce. They basically trade in that currency, but they eventually get caught holding it and not living by its precepts and then they get canceled. So if you do not trade in that currency, if you just sit out the wave and say, like uh, I myself, am just a white guy who's basically a capitalist and a moderate. I don't get to trade in the currencies of these meaningful leftist ideologies. Even when I'm sympathetic to them, I don't get to trade in them for authority and power. And that's because I don't actually agree with all of their tenants. I do not authentically agree with their views. I only agree with, in principle, like some of their views, not all of them. And what the woke internet demands is that you do not participate in that if you don't agree. So, for example, I live near Portland, Oregon, when there was a lot of marches last summer um, during, uh, you know, there was like a year long um, time when we were like, uh, there was a lot of attention post George Floyd's murder toward uh, like how our criminal justice system treats black men and there were a lot of marches in Portland I never attended one of them and it's not actually that I don't agree with the idea of protest on behalf of uh, black men in the face of the criminal justice system because to some extent I actually do agree with that in fact I don't disagree most of all I don't disagree with the idea of people going and protesting that at all And like, I don't disagree with people going and protesting anything, first of all. And second of all, I don't disagree with the idea that there's going to be a little bit of heat around something like that. And that that's justifiable that there's a little bit of heat around something like that. I don't judge movements by the edges. I judge them by kind of the center. And that doesn't mean that there's collateral damage. And that's not perfect, but it is reasonable because we're apes. And I think that we're doing pretty good for apes. So I look at those leftist movements and I'm kind of like, you know what, like, That is not only do I think mostly within their right, but where it becomes violent and stuff, while that's unfortunate, I'm not going to judge it by that harsh edge. I'm going to judge it by its kind of more central principles, because that's closer to the truth of what it stands for. And I don't disagree with those principles, but I also don't agree with the edge of those principles. And I don't agree with the the tendency when you're in a protest to adopt a mob mentality so i personally cannot transact in that currency and i actually quite frankly understate my support for that movement as a moderate so um and the, the, there's a huge amount of value to my mind in doing that first of all if i remain moderate on every while it can be kind of hard because it's easy to get pulled by uh your heartstrings or pulled by the excitement of a movement it's better to stay in the middle because if you go to the extreme on a million opinions and you, and then, you know, in a different, uh, the person next to you goes to the middle on a million opinions, I would say that statistically you can expect that you're both going to end up being on average about the same amount of right and wrong. But the person that stays in the middle on every opinion is going to be better prepared to change their opinion when new evidence rises. So it's easier for me to take in, New information about the Black Lives Matter um, nonprofit organization being run in a really uh, unacceptably poor way. I don't have to yank myself around and be like, like I don't. I don't have to either ignore that information, which has come out, you know, a little bit over time, but more recently, I think has come out in a way that's like deeply troubling. I don't have to have that redefine my perspective on the whole movement because I was always moderate on the movement anyway. I can look at that as like. From where I stand in a kind of moderate position, I can see that as being like one of the fringe problems of movements is that the people that are going to take charge in them are going to be perhaps um, inexperienced in the ethics of leading large, powerful groups. And they're going to make ethical missteps. And I can call for like personally, I can say I think it's very important that this be dealt with, that we don't ignore it. Whereas if I was out on the fringe of the movement, it'd be hard to say that. Because I'd be at risk of getting pushback from people as if I don't support the movement anymore. So by not ever trading in the movement, I'm able to have a, a more accurate, I think, and a more fair take on the reality of the movement. And what I missed out on was I missed out on being able to be seen as a an ally to the oppressed. Because guess what? I am not, first and foremost, an ally to the oppressed. I'm a, as I say on my Twitter profile, I am a cishet white guy, moderate, not progressive, but sympathetic. And that's it. I'm a father of three. I am I am mostly focused on my own life, and I am not a uh, guaranteed Democratic voter. I tend to vote for the Democrat, but in my local election, for example, I vote for a Republican again and again in the House of Representatives because she's one of the only moderates in the House of Representatives, and I believe that we need more moderates in there, even... If I may agree with her democratic challenger more than her, I believe in the principle of moderation more than I believe in the principles of domination by um, you know, one side. So all of that is to say that I don't get to trade in this stuff, which makes it so that I can't really be canceled on this stuff. So in practice, that means I can't take jobs. I can't take positions. I can't advertise myself in a way that purports that sets myself up as some kind of ally to the oppressed because that's not what I am. And that's what I mean when I say that the woke internet demands of us that we are consistent and authentic and that we do not trade in something that is not fully true for us. That means don't retweet the anger. Don't And, I, and again, I'm not perfect at this, but I do try. It means don't retweet the energetic gotchas. That means don't, Jump into that. That means hold back, recognize you don't know a lot of things, and know you don't get to go cheer with the crowd. You don't get to because you don't buy into everything they say. So that's what I've realized that is what makes it makes you kind of uncancelable if you refuse to ever accept payment in social currency that you are not willing to take to the bank forever, you know. I know my metaphors are not perfect, but you just, you never, you never trade in that. Now, what you do instead is you have to build your own stability and your own value, your own, um, you have to build a structure around yourself that's based on principles you actually deeply believe in, no matter how unpopular they are. And as you do that, you'll discover the cost. So, for example, if you're not willing to put up a sign, like if I was a small business owner, it would be inauthentic for me to put up one of those signs that says we believe that science is real that all lives matter or black lives matter like if i put one of those signs up it would be inauthentic because though i may agree with the words on those sign i know that that sign is actually a signal of support for a movement that i do not fully agree with so i can't put up one of those signs that would mean that if i was a small business owner in portland Last year, my business would have been destroyed. And that is just kind of like, that's just the reality. So in other words, I can't trade in that currency just to protect myself. I have to actually sit back on my own principles and say, which is what I would have said is I would have said, okay, well, like I am in a low power position right now because my principles don't allow me to pretend that I support this ideology. So I'm going to take some hits. I might lose my business. It might cost me a lot of money. And I can feel right now, uh, especially people on the right that think this way, they think like, that's just so horrible. Shouldn't be allowed to happen in this country. And like, I guess what you're what you would be saying is that that sounds unjust. And I guess what I would say is like, again, I think we're doing pretty well for apes. So I don't think that it's just, but neither do I think that it is um, out of line with like average injustice in society. Um, I would say it's kind of an average injustice to have your business destroyed by a rambunctious protest that could be called a riot in some sense, but at its core is really a protest. So I think that um, that's a, a specific example of how if you don't trade in the currency of the movement, you don't gain from it. You don't get to ride the wave. You have to sit it out and you might get run over by the wave. You don't get to ride on that power that that wave feels. That you don't get to be in that emotional excitement. You have to sit it all out, and in so doing, you gain more sustainable uncancelability. You know, so um, so that's that's my thought about what the woke internet demands, um, and I think it's a relatively reasonable demand. Uh, like a, it's a consistent demand, I guess is what I'm at, what I'm saying. When people criticize, you know, wokeness, which again, I understand people now want to claim as a pejorative. I flatly reject that. I think it's actually a pretty useful word for an ideology. Um, but when people criticize it, they criticize it for being inconsistent or for being unfair or whatever. I actually don't think it's that unfair or inconsistent. I think it is consistently demanding ultimate, like a commitment to its principles, which will always be pulling and pulling toward the left in this particular instance. That's not that different from a lot of movements. And ultimately, if you want to trade in that currency, um, that is the, the risk you are taking is that you may at one day decide that you don't hold those values anymore. And that's going to cost you. You're going to have to pay back all the cash advances that you took from it. So, um, and that's what being canceled is.